Hello and welcome to the Horse Fitness Training Podcast. I'm Karin van den Borre. I'm a professional horse trainer and instructor, founder of Horse Fitness Training and creator of the online Horse Fitness Training programs. In this second episode of the Horse Fitness Training Podcast, I'm going to talk about groundwork. I'll explain what groundwork is and why it is so valuable. After that, I'm going to answer five questions that were sent to me by mail. And at the end of the podcast, I'm also going to reveal the two winners who shared their story and pictures on social media. And they are going to win a free membership to the Horseness Liberty Training Program and a free coaching call. But first, let's talk about groundwork and answer some questions. Are you ready? Horseman's training exists of four training components. The first one is liberty training and this forms the foundation of horseman's training. The second training component is groundwork. The third is gymnastic groundwork and the fourth is bitless riding. So in this podcast I'm going to talk about groundwork and that's the second training component. Groundwork are all the exercises you do with your horse while you're on the ground and holding your horse on a lead rope. So the horse is not in liberty anymore. But it's not because the horse is literally not in liberty that a horse isn't free anymore. A horse should always have the feeling it is free. Free to be the horse he wants to be. Free to have his own feelings and opinions. Free to express himself fully. So yes, we are holding the horse on a lead rope, but the horse should always remain free in whatever you do with your horse, if it's liberty, groundwork or riding. And this doesn't mean that the horse can always do what he wants to or that he's always allowed to always do his own thing without taking us into account or that we can't say to our horse what we expect from him and what we need him to do. What it does mean is that we never punish the horse if he expresses his opinion. It also means that we don't force the horse to do things he's not ready to do yet or he doesn't understand. It means that you are open to what the horse is telling and that we always try to work together instead of against the horse. So that is really taking liberty into your training. Okay, so it's not because we are, he's on a rope. He can't express his feelings. He should always be able to express his feelings and we should always listen to the horse and work together with the horse. During groundwork, we start training the horse. This means we start teaching him things that aren't so natural anymore. The fact alone that you hold your horse on a halter and a rope, for example, is already unnatural. Horses don't uh, do that. And we teach things like standing tight to the wall, picking up the hooves, loading into a trailer, all these things that horses also don't do uh, in nature. Because these are all situations which would never occur when your horse wouldn't live with humans, but in the wild, um, we have to teach this to our horse. So an important thing groundwork does for your horse is helping your horse to deal with life in the human world and to be happy in the human world, to feel balanced. But groundwork will do more than that for you and your horse. So let me sum up the main reasons you should do groundwork. First of all, groundwork is very good to maintain and further develop the friendship and connection you have developed during liberty training, the first training component of horseman's training. You also learn to give good guidance and show leadership in situations that are more difficult. Think about traffic training, or think about taking your horse to unknown places. You also learn how to define boundaries when the horse is on the lead. And that is often more difficult on the lead than in liberty. So that's why we always uh, do that in liberty first. Groundwork will also help your horse understand the human world and understand human wishes such as daily handling and care, being attached on the wall, trailer loading, traffic, vet treatments, and so on. Groundwork 
also helps fearful or traumatized horses to overcome their fears and traumas. Liberty training also, but in groundwork we can also do other things. Horseness groundwork also uh, prepares the horse for gymnastic groundwork and for bitless riding. I always say for good riding you need 80% of groundwork and only 20% of riding, so groundwork is really crucial. Groundwork also helps you to develop yourself to be the best possible trainer for your horse because the more skills you have, the better you will be able to train and help your horse. It also gives you and the horse more variation in training. It helps your horse also to remain fit and balanced on every level, whether that is physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. And groundwork is crucial if you want to help your horse to be happy in the human world. So these are reasons to do groundwork. In horseness training, there is basic groundwork and continued groundwork. Basic groundwork are all the basic exercises you and your horse should know and train before you can proceed with the continued groundwork. Now, this doesn't mean that basic groundwork is for beginners, far from it. All the basics can be done in a very simple and elementary way, but you can also make these exercises more challenging and difficult. And the same is with continued groundwork. So, many basic groundwork exercises exist and they can be divided into five main groups. First, lead exercises. The second group are touch exercises. The third group are yielding for physical aids exercises. The fourth are exercises where you teach your horse to yield for driving aids. And the fifth is circle work. And when you and your horse master these five groundwork exercises, these five basic groundwork exercises, you are both ready to proceed to continued groundwork. And continued groundwork involves groundwork with the neck rope, obstacle training, the double long lines, trailer loading, traffic training, and preparation for riding. When you take the time it takes for liberty training and basic groundwork, then all the continued groundwork will be more successful because you will be able to explain and guide your horse better in these exercises because the connection is there, the communication is there and you already have learned how to work with your horse. So with that said, I think you now have a view on what groundwork is about and why it is important. And if you want to know more about it, then just go visit my website. That's horsefulnesstraining.com or if you are Dutch speaking, horsefulness.be. Now, let's dive into the questions. The five questions that I'm going to answer have in common that they are all related to groundwork or that the solution to a challenge the sender is experiencing is found in doing groundwork with the horse. Okay, so the first question was sent in by Esse from the Netherlands and Esse writes My horse is pretty anxious about tractors and big vehicles on the road. She is also very spooky when we pass bushes and branches. When she is afraid, she tenses herself and it seems like there is a haze over her eyes. She disconnects and only wants one thing, run off. I would like to stay connected, especially in these kind of situations. I would like her to trust me and understand that I can lead her safely through this challenging situation. I can only do that when she's not panicking. She dares to jump in front of a tractor in an attempt to get away. I already learned that I have to stay calm in the saddle with loose reins. I know it helps to focus on the direction I want to go and not on the scary thing. I already experienced that she's more calm herself then. But I can still feel that she disconnects. How can I keep her with me? I also realize that I also disconnect in a way in fearful situations. When she gets so scared, then I get scared too. She also threw me off a few times when she ran off. It helps when I talk to her about my fears when something like that happens. So my question is, how can I keep the connection when she is so afraid? First of all, Esse, it's very good already that you know that staying calm yourself and focusing on the direction you want to go instead of the scary thing is helping you and your horse. And you also experienced 
that talking to her about your fears is helping you both. Well, the reason for that is when you talk about your fear, it means you are accepting it. And by accepting a fear, you bring yourself to the present moment. And then that fear starts to get less intense. So accepting your fear helps you to be less tensed. And that is what your horse can feel. And that is why she also calms down better then. So you already know part of the answer to your question. To stay connected, it's important to stay calm and soft in the body and to stay present. And if it's difficult to do that, if it's difficult to stay present, then use your breath. Bring your awareness to your breath and focus on keeping your body uh, soft instead of tensed. Now, at the same time, it's important, like you also already experienced, that you guide your horse in the right direction. So don't look at the scary object, but look into the, into the direction you want to go. And also use your seat aids and other aids to communicate in which direction you want your horse to move. But we are talking about riding here already. And before you can do that in the saddle, I would first teach my horse to stay calm and connected on the road while I lead him on the ground. So groundwork is very important here. I personally never go in traffic with the horse in the saddle when he's still anxious or spooky when I am on the ground. So this is very important. When you and your horse master the basic groundwork exercises and when you have done obstacle training and that goes well, only then I would advise you to take your horse for walks in hand on the road. And then when you are leading your horse, your horse will be less anxious than when you, are, uh, when you haven't done uh, obstacle training and when you haven't done groundwork. It's more natural for a horse also to seek support and guidance with someone who is on the ground uh, than with someone who is on his back. On the ground your horse can see you, he can follow you and you also will be less anxious because you can't fall off your horse. While leading your horse on the ground uh, you can apply the same methods to guide your horse past scary things and when you do in the saddle. So you connect with your breath, stay soft in your body, focus on the direction you want to go. It can help to ask your horse to stand still when a tractor passes or a vehicle where, he, where your horse is afraid of and to look at the tractor. So keep your horse's head then in the direction of the tractor. And what you can also do, which is very uh, valuable to prepare your horse for the road and for tractors is to do tractor training. Ask a farmer in your neighborhood to come with his tractor to your place or go to the farm yourself and do this tractor training. So if you do that a few times until your horse dares to go near the tractor and even touch it and the horse stays relaxed and calm, then you can do the same with the engine running. You can also practice walking and trotting around the tractor, walking and trotting away and towards the tractor all uh, while you lead your horse on the rope. And after that, you can train with a tractor that moves. So the tractor that passes your horse, that comes towards your horse and drives away from your horse again. So that is what I call tractor training. You can also do that with a car or another vehicle, of course. And when that goes well, then you practice this on the road. You ask the farmer to pass you, to uh, drive away from you, to drive towards you and so on. So if you do that first while uh, leading your horse on the ground on a single lead rope, then next you can also train this in the double long lines. Because with the double long lines, it's very interesting because then you are behind your horse and your horse uh, has to go in front. And when all that goes well, then you and your horse are ready to train this in the saddle. So it's actually very fun to train like this. And like I already said, you can also do that with cars and bikes and motorcycles and whatever you think of. And if you can find someone who can help you with it. When you have done these kinds of trainings off-road, then take your horse on the road for walks in hand and then you will notice that the horse will be less afraid. It's still possible, of course, that little tensions come up because 
no tractor or vehicle is the same, of course, and it's also in another uh, situation. But because of the tractor training and the vehicle training you've done before, you already learned how to guide your horse. And your horse also has gained a lot more trust in you and your guidance. And it has developed more trust and courage in all these things. And um, like that, your horse will be less anxious. So Essa, I advise you to go back to the basics of groundwork so you can lead your horse in a safe and correct way. Then you start obstacle training at home with all kinds of obstacles you can think of. After that, you can start tractor training. Then you proceed with taking your horse out for walks in hands. And when that goes well, you can do the same in the double long lines. And only when your horse stays calm and confident in traffic training and the double long lines, then start riding your horse in the saddle on the road. And also very important, Esse, when your horse gets afraid of something and you feel like you will lose control and you get afraid too, just get out of your horse. Get off your horse, I mean. People often think that when you get off the horse when it's afraid, the horse will learn that, it's, that, it, that it must act like it is afraid to get you off. But that's not true at all. Getting off your horse prevents you from falling and injuring yourself. Your safety is always the most important and also most horses get calmer immediately. They can see you again, they can follow you and they can find more support. So stay on your horse if possible, but get off from the moment you feel you need to and help your horse from the ground. And when the horse is calm again, then you can mount again and continue the ride and you will notice that you will have to get off less and less. I wish you a lot of success Essa, with this training and enjoy it, take your time for it, even if it takes a few months or even a year, that doesn't matter at all. What matters is that every training you have is fun and safe and it's the process that counts, not the end result. The end result will come, don't worry. But you have to take it step by step. It's all about helping your horse today. Every day again, help your horse today. And if you take the right steps and enjoy every part of the process, everything will fall into place. Now, let's go to question number two. This is a question from Therese from Germany. Therese says, My horse loads very easily into the trailer, but he's afraid to back up out of the trailer. Any advice on how to train him to back up instead of turning in the trailer to unload? First of all, it's important, Therese, that you don't let your horse turn into the trailer anymore to come out. Because the more you let him turn, the more it becomes a pattern and the more difficult it will become to prevent him from doing it. Turning in the trailer can also be dangerous. I have seen horses get stuck and injured by it. So from now on, don't allow that anymore, but start training your horse to back up and never go back to turning in the trailer. The reason that horses are afraid to back up is that they don't see right behind them. So they don't see where they put their hooves. And especially in the trailer, of course, when the ramp goes down, it can be a bit scary to step backwards and then feel that the ground is lower and not seeing how exactly this is. Um, this is. And the horse can think it will step into a hole or something, or it can be afraid that it will fall. It's also a matter of body awareness. Horses that lack body awareness, and especially horses that lack body awareness in the limbs, tend to have difficulties with stepping backwards. It's like they don't feel where their legs are, and therefore they don't know very good where to put them and how to step backwards. So, how can you help your horse with that? It's quite easy, actually. You can start with body awareness exercises. You can stroke your horse all over his body and especially the, leg, the legs. You can stroke with two hands and really take your time for it. So do it slow and do it precisely. Also massaging and stretching of the body and the legs is very helpful. If you do that every day for about 10 minutes or as long as the horse enjoys it, you will have already good results. Then the second thing you can do is to walk and trot over poles and cavaletti. 
This helps the horse to think about where to put his hooves. And then you can um, teach your horse to back up while you stand in front of the horse. And you ask your horse with your body language and your physical aids to step backwards. And if your horse understands this, and your horse can step back in a soft way, so with a soft body, uh, for about 10 to 15 steps, then you can introduce poles. And you teach your horse to step back over poles. First one pole, then two pole, and then more. And practice that until your horse understands. He can also back up over things. And because of uh, practicing this, he will gain more body awareness and coordination also of the legs. Another thing uh, you can do to prepare for the trailer is teach your horse to back up from a bridge. Um, a bridge is a wooden board. Um, you can put it on the ground for the horse to walk over and you can also put it a bit higher and you can even make it uh, to tilt. And if your horse is not afraid to walk over it anymore, then you can also ask him to back up from it. And like that, the horse learns to back up and put his feet lower while doing that. So um, the, the bridge is also a very good thing to, um, to teach your horse to back up from the trailer. And also if you put one side higher than the other, then this board, this bridge starts to wiggle and it starts to feel even more like the ramp of the trailer. So that is very good to practice. When all that goes well, then you start to practice with the ramp of the trailer. You start with asking your horse to step on the ramp with one front hoof and then back up again. Then two front hooves and back up. Then a bit further on the ramp and back up. So you do it really step by step. When um, your horse is there with the hind hoof, only ask one hind hoof on the ramp and back up. And when that goes fine, ask your horse to come onto the ramp with two hind hooves and back him up again. And reward your horse with the foot reward every time he steps backwards. Then your horse really um, has a positive association with stepping backwards. Okay, when that goes well, you can ask your horse to come a bit further into the trailer, but don't ask your horse to come in with his four feet already. Because it's possible that this would be too much already and that he wants to turn again, because that is what he was doing already all the time. So to prevent them, ask him in, keeping his hind legs still on the ramp and practice backing up from that place in the trailer, rewarding him with every step he backs up. And you continue like that until your horse is eventually with his forefeet in the trailer. And when your horse is so used to turn into the trailer, you have to know it is possible that he will try it again even with all this practice, but don't let him. So don't let him turn. By now your horse is perfectly capable of stepping backwards. It's just because he's used to turning that he tries. So you have to stay consequent and you have to really be assertive and stick with your question to step backwards and keep rewarding with every step. Another tip is don't practice too long. Make sure your horse stays motivated. Your horse doesn't have to back up from the trailer after the first session yet. You can really take a few sessions for it. And if you follow the steps like I described here, Therese, then I'm sure all will work out fine. And now for question number three. This question is from Kathleen. Kathleen says, If liberty is the foundation and you can do everything in liberty, why do you go to groundwork? Can't we do everything in liberty? What is the benefit of doing groundwork? You are right, Kathleen, um, that everything you can do with a horse can be done in liberty. You can lead a horse in liberty, you can circle your horse in liberty, play with your horse, groom, wash, massage. You can even trailer load your horse, you can do dressage exercises in liberty. And if that's what you want, you can do that, no problem at all. However, in my opinion, it's also necessary to train your horse in groundwork. The first reason is that you want your horse to get used to have a halter on his head and gets used to physical pressure on the head. Because you also want your horse to be able to be tied to the wall and to be led with the halter and the rope. So it's perfectly fine if you don't do that at home, 
But what if your horse needs to go to the hospital one day? People there will use a halter and a rope. Your horse will get tied. Your horse will have to cope with other people using these tools. So only for that already, it's important that your horse knows this, trusts this and, and yeah, is, is capable of being led with a halter and a rope. Another thing is that in most trailers, a horse has to be tied for his safety in the trailer. And another thing, groundwork is also the preparation for traffic training. Traffic training <coughs> sorry, is first done while taking your horse out in hand. So your groundwork skills needs to be good if you want to do that. If your horse gets frightened of something when you walk with him, then you don't want the horse to take off and be a danger to himself and others on the road. So even when you can lead your horse in liberty, it's always a risk when you go out on the road and in traffic with a horse in liberty. Especially with the kind of liberty I am teaching. The horse then always has the opportunity to leave us because we don't condition the horse to stay with us no matter what. So if the horse knows it's allowed to go when, um, when it wants, when you're at home, when we work at, in our arena or in the field at home, then it will also do that when you're in traffic or in the roads. So when we start groundwork, we teach the horse, now you are led by a rope, you can still your, express your feelings, you can still say what you like, you can still say what you don't like, but when I have you on the rope, on the rope, when I lead you on the rope, I do expect from you that you don't pull, up, pull on the rope and run off. So with groundwork, you have a lot more possibilities. You can take your horse to other places without being afraid that your horse runs off. And you can go to not known environments in a much safer way. Another thing to know is that groundwork is a preparation for gymnastic groundwork and bitless riding. And so with groundwork, we already start to train certain things that the horse will need in gymnastic groundwork and riding. Think about the rain aids. And yes, I know you can ride without rain aids too, but like always, in my opinion, it's best to teach your horse both to be ridden with and to be ridden without reins. Often, People think that liberty is much more horse-friendly than groundwork, but that is only in the head of the people. They think liberty is liberty. The horse is free. That's the perfect world for the horse. And during groundwork, the horse is on the rope, they think, so it's not free anymore. Therefore, it's not so good for the horse like liberty. But let me tell you that liberty can be worse than groundwork, Kathleen. Horses that are chased around in a round pen Horses that are being tapped with a whip on the belly until they stick to their human no matter what, that's not true liberty in my opinion. When you see horses um, like that, who've been trained like that, you don't see those processes. You didn't see what happened behind the scenes. You only see those end results and you can think, wow, that's amazing, that's so beautiful. But there was no true liberty involved here. The horse got tapped into the belly or the horse got chased around in the round pen. So when there's true liberty, in my opinion, your horse does not stick to you like glue. When there's true liberty, your horse is allowed to say no. It's allowed to, to go away. That's liberty. When there's true liberty, your horse will run away when it feels the need to. When there is true liberty, your horse will say, no, I don't feel like staying close to you at this moment. I want to go that way. And sometimes it will ask you, are you following me instead of me following you? So when you're using the same principles, like in good liberty during groundwork, then you're doing good groundwork. So it's not because your horse is attached on the rope, it's less good. Because when you do good groundwork, your horse is also allowed to say no. And when there's good groundwork, your horse will also say to you, I prefer to go that way, are you following? So it's up to you to go with it then, yes or no, to agree or to not agree. And it's up to you to build up such a relationship with your horse that it doesn't matter if your horse is led by a halter and a rope or not. It feels the same to the horse because the horse feels good about you about your relationship, it trusts you and it likes to be with you 
and you have developed this in liberty. You start this kind of relationship in liberty because that is the most natural way for a horse to communicate and to bond. But then when the connection is strong enough and when the communication is clear between you, then you are ready to start a new way of being together and that is during groundwork where you will start to train things that your horse will need to be able to be okay with in the human world and your horse will be okay with you leading him on the road because he trusts you and he knows you are not pressuring him. So Kathleen, I hope I was able to explain to you the reason to do groundwork and it gives you so much more possibilities than if you would only work in liberty and it's also necessary for teaching your horse certain things that he will need in the human world and you never know who is going to um, work with your horse in the future and they don't all know how to do liberty so you will need to teach your horse groundwork also for that okay let's go to the fourth question and that is from vera vera says i'm 52 and i bought my first horse six months ago i found an instructor and i currently follow groundwork lessons every two weeks with her in the last lesson my instructor taught me how to train my horse to yield for direct pressure I had to use phases and if my horse didn't react at the last phase, I had to continue to pull firmly on the halter until my horse gave in to the pressure. But my horse didn't want to yield and the more pressure I used, the more my horse started to pull back. It felt wrong to do this and I felt guilty afterwards to have put my beautiful horse through this. My instructor said that if I wanted a light and obedient horse, this is the only way to do it. But is this really necessary to teach your horse to yield for direct pressure? What are your thoughts about this? Well, Vera, yes, I do think it is necessary to uh, practice this. So to practice the yielding for direct pressure. But of course, the way you do that is of major importance and it makes a big difference. If your horse starts pulling back, then you are using too much pressure. It's not communication anymore at that moment, it's force. And that's why you feel so bad about it. It just doesn't feel right, there's no communication. And yielding for direct or indirect pressure should always be about communication. Another way to pressure your horse, another way to force your horse. And that's why I prefer to say yielding for physical aids instead of yielding for direct pressure. Let me read you an article that I wrote a while ago. It's also on my website, but I'm going to read it here for you to understand this concept a bit better. The title is Yielding for Physical Aids. It goes like this, or it starts like this. One of the basic groundwork exercises is yielding to physical aids. The purpose of this basic groundwork exercise is teaching the horse to go along with the slight pressure he feels on his body. To yield, in other words. Yielding to physical aids is the same as yielding to direct pressure, but I prefer to name it yielding to physical aids, because it is my intention that the horse experiences the physical pressure as an aid, something that helps him to understand what is asked. Many things we do with horses have something to do with pressure, and so for keeping the daily handling and training of the horse enjoyable and safe, not just for us, but for the horse too, it is very important that the horse learns to yield to direct pressure instead of going against it. We can do that in a respectful step-by-step -step manner. Teaching yielding to pressure is an exercise in which one applies negative reinforcement. For instance, you ask the horse to take a step backwards. You apply pressure to the nose with the halter. When the horse takes a step back, you let go. As a result, the pressure is gone. Because the pressure is released, you reinforce the horse's action on that moment, namely stepping backwards. You have rewarded the horse. The fact that you take something away is the reward, because the horse is relieved of that which feels less comfortable than when it is not there. That sounds sad, which is why you sometimes hear people suggest that it is not done to teach a horse to yield to pressure. In reality, these people also constantly use negative reinforcement. Often they are not aware of it. Think about teaching a horse to be attached to a wall. When the horse steps back too far, the rope tightens. 
the horse will have to be able to handle the pressure behind the ears. A horse taking a step forward is a horse yielding to the direct pressure behind the ears. A horse that begins to pull the rope and tries to get loose is a horse that resists and does not yield to the physical pressure behind the ears. A young horse will have to learn to yield to pressure behind his ears. You do that by teaching the horse to take a step forward when you apply a light physical aid on the halter. On that moment, you release the pressure. Other examples are asking a horse to get off the trailer backwards. You will first teach this by making the horse yield to physical aids or direct pressure on the chest or nose, depending on how you do it. Another example is asking your horse to take a step to the side so that you can pass. Your horse then yields to the pressure of your hand on the side of his body. Asking your horse to lift his or her hoof is a horse that yields to the pressure of your hands on his, ho on his lower leg. But also normal leading is an example. Even though you mostly use your body language here, the horse could be startled and tighten the rope, for instance. A horse that has not learned to yield to pressure will need more time to calm down again, because in addition to the startle response, the sudden pressure behind the ears can lead to a panic response. And you do not only use yielding to physical aids when it comes to daily handling, but also when it comes to lunging and riding. Asking lateral flexion with the inside rein is yielding to direct pressure of the inside rein. Asking lateral flexion on the lunge, your horse yields to, direct, to the direct pressure of the lunge. Asking your horse to step forward while riding, yielding to direct pressure of the leg. Having your horse to do a leg yield, your horse yields sideways to the direct pressure of the leg, etc. Negative reinforcement to reward the horse thus sounds more negative than it actually is. So, this is not so negative as long as you take into account the feelings of the horse when teaching yielding to pressure and as long as you make sure you are not frightening, upsetting or hurting the horse. This also means that your physical aids should really be aids with the intention to help the horse and not to force the horse. Because in that case there is no communication but force. And physical aids should always be communication, not force. How do you do that? It's extremely important that you use the right body language, but also that you have the right intention and work with much feel. When you ask your horse to yield for physical aids, what you are actually doing is asking your horse to move in a certain direction. For example, if you ask head low, then you are asking the horse to move with his head downwards. If you ask to back up, then you ask your horse to move backwards in the direction behind him. So when asking your horse to yield or to yield with a particular body part, then this will go much easier when you ask this with an intention of giving direction versus asking to yield for pressure. Your horse will feel the difference in energy. It will feel more friendly and more natural to your horse. You also need to start applying the physical aid very subtle so that you never have to use too much pressure and you need to set up the phases in such a way that the horse has time to think about it, try things and eventually come to the right solution. Never use phases in which you apply so much pressure that the horse becomes angry or frightened. If your horse does not yield to light pressure, look for an alternative. Either you wait or you help the horse find the solution, for example, by inviting with your other free hand if you ask head down or nose to flank. By adjusting your position and posture if you ask for a forequarter yield or a hindquarter yield. Or by making use of obstacles such as poles, a fence or a hallway to help the horse find the solution. You do not only have to work with negative reinforcement, you can also use a combination of negative and positive reinforcement, such as a food reward. Learning to yield to pressure should be seen as a form of communication, just like a six-year-old child learning to read, which makes her life a whole lot easier. A horse yielding to physical aids is a real pleasure to work with. It understands your aids better, which gives the horse more self-confidence and confidence in the trainer as well. So that is my article. 
that I wrote for uh, my readers on my website. And I also wrote another interesting article about yielding for physical aids. It's called Yielding to Physical Pressure with Feel. And you can find the link in the intro text of this episode. Be sure to read that to Vera. And if you want to learn how to do this yourself, how to teach your horse to, to yield for physical aids in a respectful and horse-friendly way, then take a look at the online groundwork program I developed, because there I explain and show everything into depth for you to be able to do this at home with your horse. Visit my website horsenestraining.com if you want more info or just send me an email at info at Now the last question is from Walter and Walter writes, I have been doing groundwork with my young horse now for more than one year. She's really doing great. She's smart and is very cooperative. But lately she seems a bit unmotivated. I think the groundwork is too easy for her and therefore she loses interest. I would like to get some tips on how to make it more difficult and stimulating for her and me. Well, Walter, that's a very good question and it's a question I get very often. As I already explained in this episode, groundwork is done for several reasons. Think about learning to deal with human requests and keeping an optimal connection with your horse. But another important reason is also that you try to keep your horse fit on every level, physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. And this is only possible when you make groundwork a little bit more challenging each time. When you do the same exercises the horse already knows over and over and over, then the horse loses interest and a lot of horses will then become less motivated. And then you too stop enjoying it and this results that not a lot of groundwork is being done anymore because it gets boring. And that's a shame because it's really possible to make sure that groundwork stays interesting, challenging and fun. First of all, try to make the groundwork exercises that your horse already knows a bit more challenging. For example, ask your horse to perform the exercises more precise, more fluent, a bit faster or a bit slower, etc. Also train yourself to use more subtle aids and subtle and softer body language. Another thing you can do is train in other places. This can also be very challenging because most people train in their own paddock or arena. And of course, there the training goes easy. And to make it a bit more challenging, you can start to train in other places. So uh, the arena of a neighbor, for example, or the arena of the local riding school. Practicing your groundwork on the street or in the field is also very fun and different. And you'll notice that you have to put in more effort to keep your horse's attention. And at the same time, your horse learns how to deal with new and unknown places and situations. Secondly, introduce obstacle training. Think about working with tarpaulins, poles, cones, jumps, umbrellas, uh, narrow passages, flags, water. The combinations you can put together are endless. So that's my um, tip also. Introduce obstacle training and use your imagination to create new challenging exercises with obstacles. In one of the previous questions, I also talked about tractor training. You can do also those things. Tractor training, traffic training, water training, animal training. Animal training like teaching your horse to stay calm and relaxed in a herd of cows. Um, trailer training is, is also very important. It's also something you can do. And if your horse already knows trailer loading, then teach your horse to back up in the trailer instead of going forward into trailer just for fun. So you hear me, the possibilities are really endless. And I'm really enthusiastic about all those things you can hear, I think. Another tip is to start working with a neck rope. So instead of using a halter, use a neck rope. You will notice when you take off the rope halter or a, a halter and instead you practice with a neck rope, you have to be much more conscious about your body language because you cannot correct with the head. Something that happens a lot, you know, correcting with the head, it, it happens unknowingly and unintentionally. And many exercises become therefore a lot more challenging when you start working with a neck rope. And when basic groundwork goes well with the neck rope, then go to obstacle training and traffic training and trailer load training, all with the neck rope. Another fun thing to do is to start training your horse in the double long lines. 
It's again another way of playing with your horse and my experience is that most horses like it. What I also advise that you can do is to put together groundwork sequences. A groundwork sequence is a succession of groundwork exercises that are done several times in a row. And you practice this groundwork sequence until it goes smooth and easy. And depending on the difficulty, you often are working on a sequence one to three weeks. And after that, if your horse and yourself can do the sequence with much ease, with much flow, then change the sequence here and there. And or you can also make a complete new one. So um, this is how it works. And in this way, you can put together countless different groundwork sequences from very easy to very, very difficult. Because once one can be done very well, you can just make a new one. And by doing sequences, you can work with less and less aids. That's the purpose of sequences. Your body language becomes better. You and your horse will become more and more attuned to each other and you, you start to work in kind of a flow. It's really, it's really um, um, very nice to work in this kind of flow that sequences bring to you and your horse. So, as you can see, Walter, there are so many things you and your horse can still do together with, with the groundwork and that are challenging and fun. And there are even more than I discussed here, but I think if you, were, if you start with those things I said here, you are uh, good for a few years already. And like I already said, the possibilities are endless. And if you use your imagination, I'm sure you will find heaps of things that you can do. So that was it for the five groundwork questions. I hope uh, you have learned a lot of new insights and tips to do also with your own horse. And to end this episode of the Horseness Training Podcast, I still have to announce the winning picture and story of the contest from the previous episode. Because two people could win a free membership for the Horseness Liberty Training Program or a coaching call if they were already a member. So, ta-da! Who is it? The winners are from Canada, both. The first person is Chantal Richards and the second person is Elaine Sanders. Congratulations, both of you. First of all, Chantal, you want a free coaching call because your picture was so beautiful and moved me a lot. Because of the change I know that happened with your horse Kodak, this picture was so, um, it, it, it showed so much connection and a calm and really confident horse and a horse that loves you and you that loves your horse. And I want to share here with the listeners what you wrote about this picture in the group because I think that is very important so people know why I chose your picture. Um, so this is what you wrote. What you don't see is how Kodak was when I first got her. She was terrified, shut down, panicked, spooky, distrustful of humans. Without horseman's training, we would not be here today. I probably would have sold her because she was just too much for me. Instead, I have the deepest relationship I have ever had with any animal. I am moved to tears every time she turns to me for comfort, reassurance and bonding. I'm not sure she has ever known this kind of relationship with a human either. It's safe to say thanks to Karim. We are friends for life now. Oh, and my 13-year-old daughter took this photo and now she can see that there is another way to have a relationship with her own horse because of this program. So Chantal, you really won this coaching call for this beautiful picture. If people want to have a look, it's on Facebook search for Chantal Richard and um, my horsefulness moment, hashtag my horsefulness moments. And the other winner is Elaine Sanders. She won because of her story. She won a free membership to the Liberty Training Program. So congratulations, Elaine. This is what you wrote with the hashtag I love horsefulness training. Horses Training recently released a podcast. I'm so grateful to have stumbled upon it. 
I connected to everything that she said. It is like I have known this content in my heart all along, but I've let I've been led astray by other ways it should be done with rules and mind games. It feels like I have just been given permission to follow my heart and do what I've always known to be right in my interactions with horses. I came to a realization. Other training methods aim to mentally train the brain of the horse, but this goes into the heart of the horse, existing in the emotional level and allowing it to spread naturally into the mind and body of the horse. Just today, before playing with my horse, I spent five minutes doing heart math and just being still with my horses. Then, as we played together at Liberty and in the saddle, we were amazing together. We were focused, connected and calm. Anytime that I felt our connection wavering a bit, I would stop her and refocus on my heart. It was a technique I'll be sure to repeat each and every time. Looking forward to more great material from you. Thank you. Again, congratulations, Elaine. Send me a mail, send it to info at horsenstraining.com and then we will get back to you and give you all the information so you can log in to the Horseness Liberty Training Program and I'll be happy to work with you. And for the listeners, if you didn't win this time, don't worry. You can try again for the next podcast because then I'm giving away another free membership for the Horseness Training Horses Liberty Training Program or Personal Coaching if you're already a member, a personal coaching call that is. All you need to do is share your story about what horseness training means to you or what it did for you and your horse on your Facebook or Twitter profile and use the hashtag I love horseness training. Or post your most moving or special picture of you and your horse doing liberty, groundwork or bitless riding and use the hashtag MyHorsenessMoment. I will be reading and looking at all the stories and pictures, but for me to be able to do that, you have to be friends with me on Facebook, because otherwise, if I dial in the hashtag, I'm not directed to your page and not directed to your stories and your picture. So ask friendship requests if you participate, because only then I can find and see your posts. Thank you for listening to this episode about groundwork and I encourage you to, to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite service and please leave your comments and reviews. That way you too can help spreading the horseman's training philosophy. For next time, I'll be talking about feel and timing. Be sure not to miss that episode. And I want to leave you here with the following important message. Care for your horse, connect with your horse and make a difference in your horse's life. Because your horse only lives once and you are the one who can make sure it's worth it. 